Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 18 of the NFP podcast presented by 3D Entertainment. The NFP podcast is brought to you by Sneaky Weasel Lager and Hey Y'all Southern Iced Tea, the official alcohol sponsor of the show. As well, oh, fuck, did I mess that up already? As well, our official clothing sponsor, Wrangler. Long live Cowboys. All right, we got our, got our mistake out of the way right off the hop. We'll keep rolling on. How's it going today, boys? Jason? Going good, Red. Going good. Just uh, pulling double duty here, watching the Oiler-Montreal game while we're podding. Yep. Always got to stay in the game. That's right. Scott Byrne. Scott Byrne back. How's things? Good fellas, you. Yeah, things are good. Things are good. We're kind of sitting in a big old windstorm here right now, but uh, we didn't get a whole shitload of snow, so it's okay. It's okay at all. Oh, you're lucky, man. How'd you guys do last night there? Oh, it was a fucking wreck. Yeah, since our last pod when I was recklessly (laughs) boasting of how nice it's been around here. About the next Uh, day, it was just a fucking tornado of snow and wind and oh yeah but it finally cleared up today the sun's back shining again it's supposed to be like plus 10 ish or something in the next few days so yeah hopefully we're through it we're through it now maybe i don't know i hope but cabin cows too so i've been out in the middle of the night trying to check those things to make sure they weren't going to cabin that shit storm but luckily uh, we were good to go around here so rolled on with it it's enough of a uh, weather emotional roller coaster here. Come on, let's just figure it out and <laughs> let's get a little level out and yeah. keep one season here. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, I hear you. That's no shit. Scott, you looked like you were out of school doing some teaching again this weekend. Yeah, we were out in, uh, we were at the Six Sika Nation there um, just by Strathmore, Gleeson. Um, beautiful facility there. Unreal. Uh, top-notch great bunch of guys that run it there um zane lambert had his bull riding school on he had 17 students and i had my bullfighting school had eight guys really good guys i mean you know some were just kind of starting and some have been around there a little bit and uh yeah i was i was impressed there so yeah it was good so, you know? so some young so some young kids you think really got a legitimate shot of making it yeah, so uh, there's two guys there for sure that are right from Siksika, in fact. Uh, yeah. Really good guys, focused, and uh, man, got some talent. So it was nice to see uh, the, the one young fella I said to him, you know, we all start talking at the start. I, 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 you know, I tell everybody, I don't really care how many bulls you've fought or where you've been or what you've done. We're going to learn the basics here right from the start. And I kind of went around the line, and I said, you fought bulls. And one guy's like, yeah, and I get to this young fella right from Siksika, and I said, have you fought bulls? He goes, I've been around. (laughs) So, so, you know, good answer. Um, I liked him right off the bat. So, yeah, it was was lots of fun for sure. We got some good talent coming up uh, if guys keep pushing on it. Yep, for sure. Wicked. What about Zane? Did he have some good riders too? Yeah, you know what? Uh, The champ son, Dusty, was there. And uh, and that whole whole crew of riders. Dusty Golden. Yes, sir. And, oh, yep. uh, I mean, those guys are graduating now into the full-fledged bull riding. And, uh, 
uh, lots of talent there too. So um, it was exciting to see. It was exciting to see. Got to see lots of, you know, what Zane did a really good job with is that was the picking of the bulls and they were all school bulls. Um, Nansen brought Nansen bold brought down a load and uh, you know, Nansen's a good guy and he doesn't, he wants to promote the sport. He doesn't want to hinder it any. So he brought some really good bulls that, uh, that uh, suit what we were trying to accomplish. So. Oh, that's good. Um, you know, speaking to our guests today or before we spring it on everybody, that dusty golden is going to fall right in the footsteps of a uh, Colton Jesse. Yep. He's that good at what he does on both sides with the guitar and the bull rope, you know? Yeah. So we're on, what are we, Epi 18 today? Yes, sir. Yep. So probably like episode 118. We'll have to, I'm going to write it down. Dusty Golden. <laughs> oh, yeah. one, one, eight. It might be quicker you than know? that, man. He fucking rides. And, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I'm waiting for the platinum record, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jet Lambert too, right? Jet Lambert was in there, right? Yeah, Jet Lambert was there. Um, Yeah, there was a lot. Yeah, like I said, and these kids are, they're good all-around kids. They're good to talk to, and they approach you and shake your hand, and they're brought up the right way. And uh, that Dusty, you know, the the old saying, plant a potato, get a potato. Well, if you look across the room fast enough, it looks like champ stem. (laughs) He's got that look. He's got that look. So, Uh, yeah, and uh, my young boy, Braden, he's 17. He took the school and and uh, was doing a re- was doing a really good job and uh, pretty proud and of him. Literally you. took one off the chin, huh? Yeah, man, guys. Ah. He 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 took he took one on Sunday there and uh, uh, knocked him out for quite a long yeah. time. And I saw the to, video. Yeah, we had to take him by ambulance into the Foothills Hospital. There it was pretty uh, pretty scary there for a bit. Uh, thanks to you know Barry Prescott, Ty Prescott. Uh, you know, Brandon Tome was there with the sports medicine team and trailer, uh, which was part of the school. They did a really good uh, uh, presentation on concussion and taping and all that kind of stuff. So Brandon was there uh, along with Jocelyn and um, man, they they walked a dad through it. I tell you, you know, it was uh, pretty scary there for a bit, but uh, he's got five stitches. Nice little shaving scar there now. And uh He's kind of getting oh, back yeah. to normal. But. I got I got the pick in a text. He's just yeah. showing it off. Yeah. I told you know, him to dig scars, and he goes, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Tanner and I were talking outside of the pod here, and, uh, you know, I've seen that a thousand times in my career, and, and you know, of course I cared, but, boy, when it hits your boy out there, it's a, it's a pretty emotional thing. So, anyways, all is good, and it's part of the game. And he said to me in the hospital – I crave it more than I ever did. And I said, Oh boy, well, maybe I have to sit down and have a chat with mom. <laughs> yeah. Aren't we all so, just so. fucked up that way in that sense? <laughs> yeah. right? Like uh, that's just like the first thing that comes to your head. And I like, yeah, we've seen the video too. And you can't get kicked in the face any harder than that, you know? That, that. And just got the drive, just all right, fucking well, when's the next one? Right. Now looking well, back when you're kind of older and not yeah. a 17 year old kid ready to get in the sport, it's like fuck. Let's go roping or go uh, golfing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> golfing for sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I know, kind of, uh, like, well, at previous schools that I've been a part of or, or helped out at, there's always one, you know, one pretty good wreck. And I'm going to mm-hmm. roll it back to, to my school with your dad, Tanner. 
and there's this big tall kid there and and you were there scott you were riding bulls oh yeah stan weatherly no sorry corrected it wasn't stan it was rod schellenberg's bull he had a big gray prick named roughneck i don't know i can't remember the number on him he didn't didn't really buck but had lots of wolf out of there you know yeah. just for a school bull way too much and <laughs> yeah. he had those he will be there no, that happens yeah. yeah 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 and he liked to play rodeo mm-hmm. so anyway uh kid gets bucked off and this big tall kid just went out to the middle and went huh you know give him the old wave and that bull like dialed in on him and he just kind of started stepping backwards and that bull literally run the length of him and when he was going backwards the, the guy wrapped his leg his, his arms around the bull's front legs mm-hmm. and then the bull kind of tripped up and then literally skidded his 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 cock and balls right across <laughs> the guy's face to the hospital he goes, to the hospital yeah. he goes. is that but the one that I, ripped I'll his nose forget. off was that did he rip his nose no, off no 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 he that was, was okay. my that was you Scott? that was my school with your dad yeah oh. in 95 this was the guy that had to piss i gotta piss i gotta piss ryan ryan you know he's a pretty sympathetic guy eh? just standing <laughs> over didn't even really bend over you okay and the guy's looking up i gotta piss i gotta piss i gotta piss i, gotta piss. <laughs> I uh the guy the guy that uh at my school that ripped his nose off we were literally looking for his whole nose like in the dirt and Oh. Through all the confusion, it was still on his face with a tag of skin. So, anyways, oh. it was disgusting. But... So there were just two holes, hey? Like just uh, yeah, the yeah just like a skeleton. See. Yeah. Mm. Oh, bad. so bad. But you oh. know what? Uh, I felt bad. I, you know, you were talking about uh, how how hard your drive is and how much you want to get back in there. And I, I take it back uh, to to when Indian Turtle stepped in my face. I, I just wanted to get back in there and Krista Carlisle looked at me and she goes, no, cause you know, it was out to here. And, mm-hmm. uh, poor, poor Nance. And I, I text him on the, or I phoned him on the way home. I said, Jesus Christ, Nance, and you're getting hard on these burn boys faces. You got one bull <laughs> stepping on mine and another one knocking my kid out. <laughs> Two uh, generations, anyway, man. Yeah. Anyway, it was good. Everybody learned lots. And, uh, you know what? Sometimes you gotta pardon the pun, take it on the chin. So yeah, I'm glad to hear that the brain's doing good. I've been talking with him through yeah. Snapchat and all that shit too, and he's taking care of his head the the right way and not fucking with it. He told me that he's been resting and going for walks and following what Brandon and the sports medicine team told him to do. So that's that's kind of another major part. And I'm glad to hear that Brandon and that team was there. We've we've done we partnered with them to to go to some of these schools, pre-approved schools with the Type Osborne Foundation uh for for situations like that and and how did it go with that with them being there scott were they teaching and doing helping with taping and just different stuff like that right yeah we spent three hours the second morning on on them just presenting you know the facts about concussions and muscle strains and how to tape a wrist and how to tape an ankle and you know those kids sat there and were totally entrenched in what they were saying. And uh, in fact, they started using them a little bit, you know, uh, getting tape this and whatever else. And myself, I, I would just chime in every once in a while and say really how important they are. And if there's any good that can come out of this, that whole speech on concussion, you know, Braden puts it to work now or yeah. rest, yeah. whatever. So yeah. you guys, it, it's so good to, I always tell kids at schools or anywhere, actually, how important sports medicine is to our sport, whether it's bull riding, bareback riding, whatever. Um, 
it's not just the fact that they're there. It's the education they can give all the time and the, the call you can make for advice if you're in doubt of something. So well, that's off the whole team, the whole team. And what better way to get them entrenched in it, like you said, is right off the bat. Yeah. Like, teach them right off the bat. This, this has got to be part of the routine if you want to be an athlete in a rodeo arena, you know? So, you know, like Des- Dusty doing a good job. He's doing a great yeah. job. Brandon. Yeah, he really is. And, uh, you know, as an example, Dusty Golden's been having trouble with his wrist and he learned, you know, was probably taping it not the right way and yeah. was hurting it more. He learned how to tape it the right way and he said it was, you know, so much better. So just that alone, right? So really good, really good. Sports come a long ways in uh, in a short period of time in that sense. Even I know you guys were around a lot before me, but from when I first came around to where it's at now with even just the the guys' mentalities, and and I think that's a lot, you know, through through SportsMed, through the Typhoid Bond Foundation, working together in that sense to to get that education out there and just get guys talking about it. And it's not only concussions, right? It's it's like you Everything. like you say, every single aspect of the sport that other sports, say hockey, football, um, all have. Now it's it's finally making its way into rodeo and, and bull riding. So it's really really good and, to see. And here's another thing. Um, you build a relationship with the whole sports medicine team. And, and in Braden's case of, of being, you know, severely concussed, when he started coming to, to see a familiar face there, you know, to that's trying to calm you or whatever, <clears throat> pardon me, makes it that much better. I don't no. care who you are, you know, no. for someone that you know, right, is uh, is there to help you. It, uh, it, it sure is uh, comforting for, for the person that's hurt and, and for the dad that's freaking out behind him, so. well okay okay pops how did mama rags take it like when did you call her on the drive to the foothills uh you know what honestly dennis halstead was there we yeah. we did a bunch of work with the barrel teaching these kids how to work with the barrel and stuff because well we see lots of kids that don't know how to work a barrel and yeah. um so as every uh, in the whole shit fight that was going on he just said you get an ambulance get going i'll phone reagan so he kind of broke the ice to her yeah. uh, and then i and then i followed up several uh 20 or 30 times after that but uh you know reagan brought up a good point uh she said you know as a wife watching that for 20 years you know now yeah, you know she how was, she felt well yeah but she actually put it a different way i was gonna say she she said, different. yeah she, <laughs> yeah, she said, you know, as a as my, as your wife, yeah, I was worried, but I didn't want to see you get hurt or anything. But as, as your child, totally different. So yeah. I learned I learned a valuable lesson. I remember Bug and Tanner one time saying, watching old videotapes of his dad running beside him when he was riding, you know, or being out there. And Tanner said, "Well, you wait." Well, that was kind of one of the first things that went through my head on the way on the way to the hospital is yeah shit it is it is different right so anyway uh, other than that everything went perfect yep that's good, good. glad to hear he's good he's on the mend and we'll have him back in in no time back in fighting shape good day yeah i'm, I'm pretty mm, sure uh, the, i'm pretty sure we're headed to pa to step around some as quickly as possible as soon yep. as this is uh yeah everything settled down and we're good to go so yeah hasn't lost his hasn't lost his drive (laughs) some uh some milestones on the weekend eh pbr wise pbr milestones yeah Yeah, we gotta start with our good buddy andy watson 600th event 
600. Holy. Six fucking hundred. Yeah. yeah. PBR photographer. I believe Andy's been there for since day one, right? 26. So, yeah. Yep. I think right well, from the beginning. Close to it. 26 seasons. Pretty yep. incredible. Yep. Actually, we should give props to JC. She's way cuter anyway. Than <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they do a good For job, sure. man. And it's not just, Addy's not just taking pictures in the arena when the guys are riding. You know, he's there the day before, he's in the rafters setting up the lighting, all the different stuff. As photographers know, but, you know, us competitors or people on the outside, you think he just shows up with his camera and starts taking pictures. You know, we show up at a certain time and we're pissed off that we have to show up at two o'clock today of the event, you know, cause it's like, Oh, what the hell are we going to do? Well, Andy's there from seven yeah. in the morning until that event's over that night, you know, the days and hours yeah. that, that guy puts in, he's, he's had a full-time job for a long time and dealt with all of and, us. And I, I think yeah, being an, I think, I think being an action photographer is a real talent too, because you look at his pictures and compare them to somebody else. I think it's all about, t- I don't know, but I, about timing and getting that perfect shot and man he takes thousands of them a year you know he always seems to be in the right spot at the right time so you know what andy's real talent is how he can grab the fence with one hand (laughs) and that camera in the other you know i'm talking about tanner oh yeah you ever seen him yeah he's really good and not smash the camera yeah no and he can get up above those signs, which I know, and Scott, as a bullfighter, you should know, you know, that signage is pretty important. Without the signage, we don't have a, we don't have a PBR. Uh, we don't have the sponsors. And he one legs it up over that sign and up every time. I, I've always uh, just like, man, that guy's just like a cat. I was petitioning as I got older to make the signs a little shorter. So yeah, I didn't oh, yeah, have to I jump so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's good to see Andy and and as well they do uh, a big event in Big Sky every year too. So they're not, you know, that's not the only asset that they have in the bull riding world. They put on their own events and make the sport bigger and better throughout Montana and all across the world as well. So good people I, I and think, really happy for Andy. I yeah. think that was kind of one of the first events that Jesse went to. Did he not say in that pause or in that in the last pod there that he was on? Did he not work that for Andy a couple times? Yeah. I, I'm just Yeah, yeah. Jesse's anyway. worked it before, yeah, a few times. I went down there and rode and you know lots of us Canadian guys and everybody goes to Big Sky. It's the biggest event in oh yeah in the summer, right? It's a it's a and it's a fucking party, man. It's it's fun. It's <laughs> on a resort. Yeah, and, just a real oh, wealthy community, I guess. Yeah, we got concerts and rock and roll for three days and everybody having a great time and in other news what we got another milestone silvano moved to number number four in all-time rides all-time rides uh one better than uh, than valderon so he he comes um within uh now his next next task though won't be near as easy uh mike lee at 525 rides Mm -hmm. uh he's 94 away that's, I don't know. I don't that's know if you can do it or not. That's <laughs> yeah. a lot of rides. That's not, yeah. it's just so our audience knows that's not nods. That's completed. Yeah. That's getting a qualified ride. So, yeah. What is Galermi uh, on the number one? On, yeah. Any guesses on how many Galermi's rode? Oh, six. Can I just go with a lot? Yeah. Six something. <clears throat> 635. Yeah. 635. That's wild. Hey. And JB is behind him, uh, 97 behind at 538. Even 538. for JB. 
he's got he's got some work to do. Oh, you know, yeah. we know Gizmo isn't putting up any more scores as he's retired, but uh, I don't JB's think you'll you'll find that nowadays. I don't think that that's that amazing. Only been a long time. No, I pulled JB's but rope for five hundred Madison Square Garden. I don't know why I remember that, but oh, nice. yeah, they had a big you know. Well, what do you mean you don't know how you remember up. that one? You're at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, but like you're, we're all riding, so you're not really trying to focus on the other stuff that's going on. Yeah. I just happened to be the guy that was standing around, probably a couple ahead of me, and pulled him down, and then it all broke. And it's 500. And I remember thinking, like, that's huge. I'm probably, I probably don't even have 100 on that tour, you know, let alone five fucking hundred. That's that's huge, right. especially at that that level, that caliber of bulls. That's not touring pros. That's unleashed to be series rides. So. Yeah, that Gizmos That's is going to be really crazy. hard to beat. JRV gets the 300 this weekend as well. Joao Ricardo Vieta hits the 300 mark. So couldn't happen to a better guy as well. That guy is one of the greatest guys in the game. Um, Brazilian guy and one of the leaders of that Brazilian group. And of all the guys, he's smart. He's a He's got some sort of veterinary license. He's he's smart outside the arena as well as rides everything in the arena. And for him to get to 300, oh, yeah. he didn't. He didn't actually come to the U.S. until he was older, till he was like 28, JRV. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's pretty wild. And I think he won his first three or four events when he got over here, and he said that that made him believe that he could win over here. <laughs> yeah, you definitely can, cowboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. Three, three yeah. or four in a row. Yeah, I don't Shit. think he's finished probably outside the top five any year and just, you know, he's become one of the elite bull riders of all time. So good to see him get that milestone. Uh, it always goes back to like those hockey milestones, right? A thousand games played or 500 games yeah. played. We talked about that with Josh and it's a huge milestone every time you, you find you hit one of those marks. So good for those guys, man. Big weekend for everybody out, for everybody down there. Make them probably want to drink a few. Hey, all Southern iced teas. Hey, all Southern iced teas. Our tea is always served iced and hard. This vodka-based iced tea is brewed with genuine black tea and lightly sweetened. Enjoy a Hey, all Southern iced tea while taking in the main bull riding event or sipping a cold one on the porch. Hey, all Southern iced teas, the official refreshment beverage of the NFP podcast. One big thing I have right now is that Justin Flesco needs to be on the road and keeping us all updated. Justin Flesco has not been on the roadies they've pbr got him at home and it's it's very noticeable for me online like on twitter and, and everywhere you look that's where that's where everybody goes for your information I agree. right i agree and he's yep. i noticed this weekend especially because he's still been you know he's still been putting some stuff out there normally from home just because not, just because he's doing bad. it yeah you know and and that's and i couldn't get the ride past the second day cbs once again doesn't fucking work uh up in here in Canada. Canada on the on the channels that we get. So there's no way there was no way to watch the Sunday event and no way to keep up to date. So for as a fan perspective and, and as somebody that's trying to follow along and, and be a part of it, you got one of the best guys in the game, one of the best stats guys fucking going that can do that for you, that can bring in your audience and have all that information at hand and keep people engaged. And you're not using them. I don't know. I think yeah. that I, I hope he he gets back and gets back to what it what it should be like as fuck. Well, it's it's like losing your play by play guy on the radio. You know, you're driving yeah. along, listening to the game, and all of a sudden it's gone. Like, like you said, he's when he's there, he's tweeting out stuff just instantly, one after the other. I've I've watched it, you know, gone back and forth and watched it, and yeah, I agree, Tanner. They're they're uh, 
in my opinion, I'll probably get in trouble, but they're wasting a very good uh, tool oh, there. Oh, yeah, he's such an asset. Everything else, so yeah. why are you going to get in trouble? Who's going to get you in trouble? Well, that's true. That's yeah. right. Fuck trouble, but yeah, no, I think yeah. that I think we need to to get that back from a from a fan's <laughs> perspective. What was that? How was that again? Fuck trouble. Fuck, Fuck trouble, trouble, man. I live for trouble. Jason, I got a good one for you here. This is a little uh, tidbit of information since you're in the you're in the bald guy territory. Hey, you got any hair? Uh, <laughs> in the territory, yeah, he's fucking yeah. working the whole field. Okay. Well, you know, you know what they say, fellas. Grass doesn't grow on a busy street. So anyway, <laughs> finish finish up. Okay. Where were you going with this? They they did a poll here not long ago. The sexiest bald man on the planet. Who do you think it is? I was I made the top 10. Yeah, yeah. I I know who it is. Who? And I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. If you know who it is, Scott, you take a guess. I I don't know know who who it is. is. I know Prince Harry. No, Prince William. Oh, what's the difference? Shit. Prince Harry's the red-headed one that just was on Oprah fucking stirring up. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. No, no, no. You mean the one on Oprah sitting there with his panties on listening to the other one talk? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's what happened there. But yeah, I couldn't believe that that Prince William was like. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, he's not. No, no, he you know? doesn't count. Yeah. No, that like, wasn't. What about, that definitely wasn't my pick, right? No, yeah. like where? Uh, well, there's Vin Diesel, and he's in the yes. cars. That, those yeah, guys Bruce have been Willis. on there. Uh, you know, yeah, like, well, Bruce, Bruce like, gets bald guys for being married to Demi Moore for as long as he wants. <laughs> like that. He's he gets a buy into the top ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Prince William. I think I don't think anybody really looks at him and thinks sexiest man alive but fucking good for him man no, there we go the royal family's making a comeback look out so, i don't know the time i the time i fought bulls for prince william and kate that's when the that was at the calgary stampede there and yeah. there were secret service guys everywhere and a thousand cameras and helicopters there was literally girls bawling and passing out over that guy like yeah that's wild it, like the it the was fan base something to up. see yeah yeah, yeah. It's huge like the kardashians and shit hey it's like i've I've heard that reference lots of times that they have like their own like this huge fan base of people i I wasn't about to make i wasn't about to make fun of them because i was scared the guy standing to my right with the gun up his sleeve was gonna shoot me (laughs) so i just kept my mouth shut (laughs) yeah no doubt uh hockey side of things what do you make of the tim peel incident the referee with the Mm. hot mic who takes it takes it on the chin bad luck he was mic timing bad luck yeah yeah right what do you do oh. he said uh it wasn't much it wasn't much of a penalty but i wanted to get them i wanted to get a fucking one against them early so yeah we all know what happens in the game right every they, referees even things out yeah like, for you know, sure what happens in all sports yeah. I feel I feel bad for him. He's about to retire this year. Yeah, right? so, that's what I. Um, you know what? It's just the world we live in. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. You can't say stuff like that and get away with it anymore. I, I feel bad for the guy because you know he's a uh, he's had quite a career, and that's how he'll be remembered. That's yeah, probably that's you know for sure now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so uh, do those do those refs and stuff? Do they do they get a like a pension or once they yeah. retire through? So, yeah. will he lose all that? No, no, oh. that was actually one of the things that came out that he won't lose his pension. So that's that's good. Yeah. It's such a 
like really i uh yeah you shouldn't say it we shouldn't say a lot of fucking things but let's just make a big ordeal about it and can somebody i was actually listening to a radio uh, program on the way home the other night and the one guy said do you do you think it was wrong or right or do you think he should have lost his job and he said no i think they're just throwing him under the bus making a point out of it yeah. and using him yeah. as an example so yeah i feel for the guy too i bet you he wants to tell a bunch of people to fuck off now doesn't he <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> for sure yeah yeah they're saying it's more of just like a suspension because he was going to retire at the end of the year anyway so now they've just guy bossed him for the rest of the year but yeah like you said yeah. fucking tarnish him but how does that happen how does it like a, a mic how does that get on the the broadcast you, anyway does that well it's you know i don't know then i don't, we, that's a good question for our buddy larry isaac yeah he's in the truck i wonder if i don't know how that could have happened. I or, uh, had or, had or did somebody or just leak it? Yeah, I don't know what that. Yeah, right? well, that maybe makes sense. Maybe oh, that would be. I'm telling you what. Well, when here come the conspiracy might... theories. When I used to work the shoots at uh, Calgary, I was on a, like a two second delay, I think. Yeah. And uh, for a reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, for yeah. sure. Apparently, yeah. yes, I agree. For 100%. these incidents right here. <laughs> Right. Well, but you know, it was always good at the end of the Devin Maisie used to send me the odd text commenting on my language and what I was saying during the performance in the border ride and whatnot. But yeah, you forget it's there. Yeah. That's the problem I always had. You forget you're even wearing it because they mic you up at a half an hour prior to the performance. Yeah. Yeah. So two and a half hours later, you're not thinking about it. So yeah, you're just well, right. and you know what? If you don't want to hear it, don't listen to it. Christ. Yeah. Like there's a lot of shit going on down there, a lot of emotion, a lot of adrenaline. Yeah. It's fucking part of the game, right? This hey, one's different. Hey. This one's different. They're saying because it's it's not that he just said fuck or slipped up a word. It's like it shows that he was trying to alter the game in a sense, and they're yeah. trying to get into yeah. gambling more, the NHL, yeah. and all these different things. So it's not necessarily him saying fuck by accident. It's mm. it's. The context that contents that he was saying it in that was yeah that they had to yeah look what pull it down look what it. Cardi B Cardi B is allowed to sing about wet you know what so <laughs> yes she they is. can't get mad at the odd cuss word yeah, yeah but we can't yeah. watch Pepe but we can't watch Pepe Le Pew anymore hey yeah. uh, or, or we gotta I think the the libraries are getting rid of Doctor Zeus yep Doctor yeah. Seuss school libraries yep Zeus. Yeah. Yeah. Zeus, Zeus. Not Zeus. They're not Zeus. They're not Aladdin's cousin Zeus. <laughs> I didn't read too many books when I was young. The cat in the hat? Fuck, come on. Yep. Yeah, Dr. Zeus. You got to throw one more thing out there, yep. guys. Uh, this past week since our last podcast, we uh, need to throw a shout out to the, the great one, Glenn Keeley. March 24th was that anniversary when we lost him. I think that's 21 years now. Uh, it was in 2000. And I still remember exactly where I was at when I got the phone call. So it's too bad. Missed that guy. Oh, I wonder how good he'd be for bull riding still today. You know, he would have well, been a great ambassador to have around helping these kids and well, just the right attitude. There, there's no question how he would be for bull riding. Um, the guy was amazing and, I got to fight bulls a, a little bit as I got started into the pro ranks and stuff and always had a smile on his face. And in 2015, when I retired uh, at the Glen Keeley bull ride and they give me a buckle and it's got the Glen Keeley and I haven't taken it off since. So that guy, 
Yeah, he was unreal. He was unreal. Yeah, he was instrumental in my first Canadian Finals rodeo as a bullfighter. But I'll never forget the way he spurred bucket bulls. (laughs) Yeah, stomped them, sons of bitches. Yeah, Yeah. like just... You know, you yeah. still hear it, Glenn Keeley style, right? Yeah, um, kicking loose. See, and for me, being that that next generation, so I don't remember Glenn riding. I don't remember being around him, and that's how big of a of a character and a big of a person he is. Mm-hmm. Where he's one of my idols without knowing him, just because of all the guys yeah. before me, how much respect and good things that they have to say, and and the videos and and his legacy stands for itself. So without knowing him personally. He's a guy that that everybody looks up to and everybody wants to be like. And Scott, like you said, I, I won the bull riding the Glen Keelan Memorial, and that buckle is one of the coolest buckles that I've I've won throughout my whole career. Canadian Championships, all that shit aside, yeah. that buckle stands out to me just because of the family, the Keeley family themselves, mm-hmm. and the legacy that Glenn has to be able to put your name beside his is amazing. Family does an unreal job with with that event. And last year, you know due to COVID they moved it out to the ranch and I wasn't Tanner. You got to be there. Yep. Um, yeah. I, awesome. uh, I wish I would have went cause you know, Justin was explaining how the arena was just under the hill where Glenn Glenn's buried. And uh, um, I want to make a point of getting out there. I think they're going to keep the event there. Like yeah, they should. Forward. It was freaking, it was unreal. Yeah. yeah. They do the intro and Justin- they, they show Glenn's video and Glenn's buried up on the hill that overlooks the arena and it was just everybody like you just got the hairs on the back of your neck standing up it was yeah it was something like i'd never been a part of for sure well justin did say in grand prairie that it's never going to move so awesome. um, you didn't yeah. stay in there yeah so here's the plan i got the motor home i'll swing up to pa yeah. come hey, back woo! saskatoon let's we'll just have a oh yeah yeah That's he already told idea. me he said bring it in park it stay as long as you want so you know yeah. it'll be good tanner mm-hmm. finally might be able to sample one of them sneaky weasels. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> but Scott can't. Scott's got to drive. Yeah, oh, that's Scott's right. got to. Scott's got to drive there. Scott doesn't. <laughs> oh, and then I'm gonna pull a Ryan Burn. I have no reason to get home. <laughs> I don't and I'll pull, yeah, and I'll and I'll pull a Scott Burn and see you later. Leave me there. See you later. <laughs> Gotta go. Manscaped. Support for the NFP podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners, 20% off plus free shipping with the code NFP20. Capitalized NFP20 at manscaped.com. The lawnmower 3.0 that we always talk about, which is our main tool, waterproof LED light, does the job. Comes inside their brand new perfect package 3.0, which comes with everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. Lots of added accessories that come along with the Manscaped 3.0 package. So get yours now. You won't regret it. I know we don't. Right, fellas? Well, I'm, tell- I'm telling you, those guys, anybody that gets that package, I- that has the most comfortable pair of gitch I've ever yeah, worn. I- yeah, huh? yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and a nice T-shirt. It's yeah. the full package. I like it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Got to get it. Actually, I was a little reluctant on a couple items in the in the box, but quite satisfied 
Yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah, it seems weird, and then you get it, and it's like, oh, yep, this is exactly yeah. what the doctor ordered. That's right. <laughs> the girls, that's exactly what the wives ordered. <laughs> yeah. Get right. 20% off and free shipping with the code NFP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code NFP20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job. With Manscaped. Boom. So we talked a little bit about it, but our guest today is uh, Colton Jesse, and uh, he's a really, really good Bull Rider World Finals qualifier over many, many times now, but he's he's getting him, getting his way into the singing-songwriting business. He's got 1.2 million-some subscriptions and, and listens on Spotify wow. and uh, <laughs> Apple Music, and You'll hear in this this pod that he's really gonna be taking his his bull riding stuff seriously once he comes back from injury, but he's he's really gonna go at it with the with this music side of things. So that should be pretty fun. You know, you listen to this and here and there, and then you you know you're we're gonna have him as a guest, so you spend a little more time on it. The kid has got some serious talent. I was blown away. He's got a voice that um that you want to hear on the radio, yeah. right? You want to yeah. hear going down the road in your truck. He's obviously on, got some injuries right now, but uh, to have the time to pursue, you know, a country music career and then go back to something you love doing as well once you heal up, <laughs> pretty exciting life, I would think. Yeah, I guess we'll get to hear about it. Yeah, he's got some swag. He's a pretty cool, dude, so that'll be fun. Before we get to that, big shout-out. Former guest Josh Manson comes through in the clutch the other night with a big overtime-winning goal. Did you boys see that? First goal of the year. I did. Absolutely. Assist from Seen the goalie. Then was around the demon. I, I think we got around that. Shem, actually. One of our future guests. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. That, that's what happens when you come on the hashtag NFP yeah. podcast. There's like, your boost it's, right it's there. Like crypt, yeah, just like kryptonite, you know? Yeah. Yep. So good to see Manson's yeah. first one of the year. Fucking now he'll be rolling. He, he, he wasn't happy at all when it happened. Holy Christ. He was pretty excited. So that yeah, was good. Good yeah. to see. Okay. Well, without further ado, we should uh, send it over to this interview with Colton Jesse. So everybody knows there was a little bit of technical issues with service and whatnot. So there's some soundbite issues, but if you don't like it, you can go fuck off. All right. Here we go. <laughs> without further ado. Our interview with the one and only Colton Jesse. The thing that impresses me with Colton Jesse is that he never panics. You know, you'll see him. He's a big, tall, lanky guy, and he's got a lot of upper body to control. And even when it gets a little out of position, you don't see him just lock down and try and hold what, he, what he's got. He's got a great feel for the middle, and he'll turn loose with his feet and let the bull pull him back to the center. That's good enough to move him to the top spot. He's with Kate. First one to get it done on that bull and named after your good buddy Mason Lowe. How special is it to make the whistle on this one? You know, that meant the world, uh, you know, just being at this event and remembering Mason and just being a cowboy about it. And that's what I came to do and got it done today. And I don't know, I'm excited. Well done. Thank you. Welcome to the show with three-time PBR World finalist, a Team Wolves Global Cup representative, a champion at the highest level of the PBR. As well, a singer-songwriter from Davis, Oklahoma, Colton Jesse. Colton, how are we doing today? Man, I'm good. Hanging out. What's been going on since you, uh, we know you're out with an injury right now, but but what's been keeping you busy here lately? Really just that music stuff, like you mentioned. Uh, 
I really didn't intend on it to be this busy, but it's been it's been good, and I can't complain. I've stayed I've stayed busy every weekend since I've been out. So you've been been writing tunes, you've been playing gigs, or how's this music scene kind of taking off for you? I seen that it you put you put some new ones out there, and all of a sudden it seems to be like you're kind of taking it to the next level. Right, and that's I I never really intended on even trying or attempting to do any of that until after I was done riding bulls and then got hurt and I was like, well, heck, you know, I'll try it out. So, but I've just been doing all the above. It seems like I've been uh, been I put a couple new ones out. Um, I've been riding a bunch. Uh, I've been playing gigs just about every weekend. So, so Colton, and, uh, with uh, you know, you say you didn't really plan on any of this till you're done riding bulls. Are you uh, are you in a bit of a transition right now, or is is your focus 100% on healing up and getting back to the PBR or are you leaning in towards maybe, you know, jumping into this music career with both feet and trying to get a head start on that? Yeah, no, my, my focus is still riding bulls, uh, mainly anyway. Um, I can, I can still, I feel like I can do both. I mean, I, I can't play any shows or anything while I'm riding bulls, but uh, I can still put some songs out and stuff. But yeah, I, I you know I made a promise to myself as a kid I wanted to be a world champ in PBR, so uh, that's that's still the main focus. But this music it's just it's just taking off so quick, and I got a bunch of made a bunch of good connections here recently, and uh, looking to put an album out, and then after that I'll just you know take a step back, get back to the right. You know we have uh, we've had Justin McBride on the pod and and Colby Yates. Um, in your in your opinion, do you think those guys have had some influence on your music career and and has the PBR, you know, being at the top level of UTB, has that helped pursue or move your music career ahead a bit? I feel like it has. Um, I really haven't gotten the chance to talk to Justin about any of the music. Uh, Colby, I have, and we've we discussed quite a bit about it. I really didn't know where it was headed, and it just kind of happened so so quick and everything and started writing my own songs and it wasn't like it was a hidden secret or anything that I played and sang a little bit and everybody always asked me what I was gonna if I was gonna play ever or put any music out and I said yeah I'm gonna do it like McBride did but I'm gonna do it better <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's watching and I hope he's happy. Uh, I'm gonna do it better. You find now with with sitting out with a little bit of injury and, and playing live and and writing songs does that give you that same rush um that it does when you're nodding your head on on a bull it's not quite the same but i don't there is something to it. i don't i don't know how to describe it i've definitely found what i want to do after i ride bulls i can i can definitely say that um that is if anybody will listen to me i guess but <laughs> Is definitely. I want to try it anyway, and that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Do you feel? Uh, do you feel like you've get you're getting some traction already? Um, that this this will be a good uh, setup to when that time comes. I really do, and and I'm honestly I'm glad I got the courage enough to actually try and, and kind of try it out while I was down and out with injury, and uh, I I made. I knew I was getting some traction, but I didn't realize how good until just here recently. Like the last couple of weeks has been been really, really big. Colt, when you talk about this last couple of weeks has been real good for you, how, how do you measure that? Um, are you 
TikTok, you know, for our audience? Is that downloads? Maybe you can tell our audience uh, where they can find your music. And uh, hopefully you have another couple of good weeks. Thanks to the NFP podcast here. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I, most of my money from the music deal comes from uh, streams on like Spotify, uh, YouTube even, but Apple Music, iTunes, and uh, saw a pretty good spike in streams in the, in the past couple of weeks. And so that's helped out a bunch. And a lot more followers and, and all that. And I'm not good at social media, but it, it has helped. People have been mentioning my stuff and getting some more traction now. And I've met some talented musicians and, uh, and people in the music industry and get the ball rolling on some stuff. Definitely. So is this something, Colton, that that you're you're wanting to pursue as in find uh you know get signed with a company or or a record deal or or do you find that you're having success just doing it on your own and and not going that other way kind of the old traditional way where it seems like lots of musicians nowadays are are kind of doing it on their own right and that's where that's where i get a little bit conflicted because i'm i don't know i just i don't like being told what to do in any sense (laughs) <laughs> are you a professional bull rider by chance yeah <laughs> there seems to be a common theme when we have bull riding uh guests on the podcast so yeah no no we understand completely since one of our hosts happens to be one wow. yeah i just stay solo um, like i mentioned to you guys earlier I, i've got this new place and i've got a lot of big plans for it and like i wouldn't mind trying to build like a small studio or something so i could kind of do it solo but yeah, I just don't. I'd rather I'd rather have all the rights to my own music and, and just keep it that way forever. But you know, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I think we should plan maybe a Ryan Bingham, Colton, Jesse tour through Western Canada. Eh? We can promote that right. for boys, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. We'll get Colton to come open. We, that's the least we can do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. yeah Maybe even McBride. Yeah, we'll Scott see, will we'll play get drums. McBride in there. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Hey, I'm- yeah. I'll be a roadie. Good to go. Oh, yeah. This is the music corner one. So if you're ready to play us a song, maybe you could, uh, you got some new ones. You gave us a little bit of a hint that you're going to play some new ones. What do you think? uh, What's the first one going to be? So this one, uh, I just call it NYC. Stands for New York City, obviously. And uh, it's just about one of them nights spent in in, uh, the Big Apple after one of them PBR events. So.
been across this dance floor and this bright side's room. It's got me thinking all the years spent not knowing you. Stir the lights come on and drift our separate ways. Memories just stand firm in this place. Well, the ivory towers crept up. It's got me in a haze. Not be more than pleased if I spend the rest of my day. Trapped here in this chair, then I'm grieving down. Spend my Monday mornings coming down. So, uh, so who would who would you say your your musical influences would be, Colton? Who do you, whether it be songwriting or or you know just the way you go about it? Who who do you look at as, as somebody you look up to in the game? Um, I like a lot of a lot of honest songwriting or definitely singer songwriters. Um, I don't I don't really know anybody personally that's real big on that uh, pop country bullshit scene. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right. Jack, <laughs> there's definitely a, a Tyler Childers tone to to your voice and your playing. Hey, I, I find Ch yeah, Childers is definitely like one of the bigger ones, obviously. Um, and I I found him just through you know somebody else told me about him, but it was it was early on when I was playing guitar uh, when I discovered Ch Tyler Childers, and you know I play around with my friends and try to cover some songs. And sound as good as those other people and then i discovered tyler childers and i covered one of his songs one time and i was like i wasn't i didn't have to try to sound like anybody i could just sing like myself you know just the like his songwriting is a big inspiration to me him um another guy named benjamin todd uh Walter wall Walter wall oh there we go yeah yeah i don't know i like old cowboy tunes um but just on honest songwriting and Something that tells a story. Definitely. So, is this something that that's just everyday life? You, you're you're constantly songs coming into your head, and you're just writing them down, or or do you sit down and write these tunes, or just everyday life kind of plays into to your songs because they're very heartfelt. Lots of them. Yeah, and it's um, it's kind of been it's kind of different. Just write something and get it write it good and picture things in your head and whatnot. Uh, but it just took a lot of songwriting, honestly. And that's what I would do. It, it, it wasn't like I would just sit down and try to write a song. It's something to be on my mind. I'm not really good about talking about any of that type of stuff. So this music kind of helps me get it out. Speak through your guitar. I like that. 
So yeah. let's go back. Let's go back to to some bull riding stuff, Colton. How did you uh, How did you get into the sport of of bull riding? I know your second, third ish generation. Uh, was it your dad, or, or how did you get into the sport of bull riding? Yeah. So my grandpa rode bulls. Um, my uncle did. My dad's brother, and then uh, my grandpa. He took it pretty pretty seriously, but not you know not that serious. My dad was a little bit more than him, and then uh, now I'm little bit more than than both of them but my, my dad taught me everything I knew and it would he never never made me get on anything and uh, it just, he always told me I could do whatever I wanted I just whatever we were going to do we were going to do it 110 percent bull riding was just always there Definitely. and I started when I was probably three three or four years old and it just took off and I actually did I don't think a whole lot of people know this I actually did quit for like about a year and a half I think I was probably nine or so. I think I was just playing little league football. Got back into it. Look back. So how does it lead to the PBR? Did you go rodeoing for a while? You and Brendan Eldred traveled together, and and who'd you go with, and what brought you to the PBR side of things over the rodeo side? Yeah, I was uh, the PBR is where I always wanted to be, and um, <laughs> this a lot of guys. Uh, I looked to a lot of guys for uh, guidance and advice. Brendan Eldred being one of them. Uh, Trevor Kastner, he's made the NFR plenty of times. Uh, Cody Whitney, just several people that I knew. I just I asked their opinion, and they all said, you know, go go rodeo for a year or two and kind of kind of mature. And I kind of thought about it, and then I think I was about 17. And then the, about that time, the PBR came out with their rule about uh, the helmet rule. Yeah. So my uh, hard-headed ass didn't have no problem saying, yeah, I'll just go rodeo for two years. I can wear my hat over there and ride my hat. <laughs> But I'm glad I did, honestly. Um, I did make the NFR. I only got – I got to go one full year in 2016, uh, missed the NFR, and then got hurt in 2017. And then when I healed up from that, uh, I actually bought my PBR card and I decided it was time and just went on and never looked back after that. You've had had huge success within the PBR. And you're actually a super nice guy, which a lot of people probably don't pick up on. But I, I remember when you first came on tour – uh i kept do you remember when i kept calling you little bitch yeah, <laughs> yeah okay nice so, no so okay here's this yeah. funny story so um ty Pazbon and these guys went to odessa and they went to college and and they had they called this guy his nickname was little bitch and brennan started coming around and i just for some reason you guys don't really look the same or anything like that but i kept calling i thought that's who you were and i just kept calling you little bitch and brennan one day's like yeah why, why you keep fucking calling him little bitch and i was like well, isn't that, isn't that who he is? But Colton was just too nice of a guy. He didn't even put it together. He just thought I was calling him a little bitch all the time. And he's just too nice of a guy to fucking say anything. <laughs> yeah, that's why he doesn't want to come to Canada. Yeah. No, exactly. not at all. So then you, you've made a name for yourself within the, within the PBR. You've had great success. Been to the World Finals a few times. Uh, does Bismarck winning the, winning a championship at the highest level of the sport does that stand out to you as your biggest accomplishment or what would you say is your biggest accomplishment to date so far i'd have to say so yeah um it's it's really surprised me that that's the only event i've won so far but you know that's just how it goes sometimes um and it really kind of pisses me off that that's all i've won so far i haven't had much luck at the finals uh the my rookie year only rode one bull um Last year, I was hurt all year long. Even I was like first alternate for the finals. 
and didn't get on. I got on like two goals before, didn't do good last year. Or that was 2019. 2020, uh, I was dealing with this hip injury and trying to get around it, and I wasn't in the right state of mind. And so, uh, I don't know, I'm ready, I'm ready to get healthy right now and definitely get a full year in and and just be strictly focused on the task at hand and winning a world title. And, um, I don't know, I look forward to that. What's the timeline looking like right now for, for this latest one? You got hip surgery in January, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, had uh, had another hip surgery, uh, like you said, in January. And this one was a little worse than I thought it was. And so it, it's going to be a little bit longer, but it's, it's not that bad. It, like, like you guys seen, I've been up walking around. I just got off crutches uh, last week. And I think they said like May or June, um, being that it is around that, you know, around the break time, I don't know how quick I'll be to, just get back to events. If and if I'm not feeling right, I'm just gonna. I may just wait it out till Cheyenne and then come back at Cheyenne. Make sure everything's good. So is this is this your second hip surgery then? And how old are you? Twenty four. Yeah, tw- uh, twenty three. But yeah, that's my second one. Jeez. And you've had a shoulder surgery as well, correct? Yeah, yeah. I had the the first hip surgery was at, in 2017, and that's after I had that one. That's when I decided to come to PBR and then uh, had my free arm shoulder done in 2019 not a sport for oh, you got a lot of stuff done already colton for a young guy yeah you we need to get you a hashtag nfp cap to wear around you <laughs> can embody okay. it pretty well that was the i was talking me and i don't remember who i was talking to the other day i was talking to a buddy of mine we were talking about another buddy of ours and he just has kind of stayed banged up and had hell and i was like you know who's had hell so and so and then we sat there and it just kind of got quiet for about five seconds and i said you know who said fucking hell me gosh damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what about big scott is big guy stand out to you as as a as a big win as a big accomplishment as a guy that's been there and know how big that event is that that one has to stand out to you as, as a pretty important moment oh most definitely like people don't realize it's a it's a hell of a bull ride and it's, it's a big deal and i was gonna pull that guitar out i've actually been playing it but um from Big Sky. Well, there was there was rumor about Big Sky being a UTB event last year. Um, oh, really? You know, I've talked to Andy Watson about it lots and all the guys. If we ever have an event in Canada that's conflicting with Big Sky, we don't get anybody. You know, we don't get Stetson, Lawrence, or Zach Peterson, any of those guys. Shit, we even lose some of our Canadians to go to Big Sky. Yeah, it's a, it's a big one every every year. I've actually been to that one year. I was hurt in 2019, and uh, they didn't have it last year. I'm looking forward to getting back. How how is the COVID situation in Oklahoma? Are you guys wide open, or is there some rules you got to follow, or just depend from county to county? Yeah, it's kind of a county to county deal. Um, I'm kind of tucked off back here in South Central Oklahoma, and it's not so bad. Uh, you get towards Oklahoma City, it's a little bit different, but you can still walk, walk in just about any place without a mask. They don't really say anything, uh, but there's all kinds of people walking around with masks. It's still weird, but I don't know. I'm just ready for it to be over. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. So, uh, so growing up, you were homeschooled, correct? What was, the, what was the reasoning behind that? Have you ever asked your parents or, or why, why you didn't go to public school? Or what, what's the deal with that? Lots of people probably don't know that about you. Yeah, no, it was a uh, – 
mutual decision between me and my parents. I just want to ride bulls, and that's what we did next year. And uh, it's best. I, well, I think it's the best decision that was ever made. My parents may not think so. I kind of gave them hell. And then you, you kind of really became best friends with your dad, right? He, I noticed that he's on the road quite a bit with you, and they'll travel all across the country to come and come and watch you, and, and seem to be some of your your biggest supporters. My parents most definitely are, and that's uh, we might be 15 hours from Oklahoma, and they may just show up one one weekend, you know. And but they're my, they're my best friends, and uh, I wouldn't trade them for anything. Yeah, that's badass. Well, that's 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 pretty cool. Yep. Well, maybe we should play one more song. I want to get through these, man. Uh, we're we're really digging the the new tunes. Is there going to be an album of some sort coming up here right away? You were saying? Yeah. So there, that's that was uh, that's the plan. I got enough to do an album. I just kind of swapping some songs out and add more in. And, um, looking to get it done pretty quick. Hopefully, I can get it released at the end of April or May. That's okay. what I'm hoping for, but we'll see. Yep. So this one. I, I wrote uh, just last week. It's called uh, Mattress Fire. And there's really no meaning behind it, honestly. Um, but we were, me and my buddy were driving back from another buddy's house on the on an old dirt road. And we saw this dead end right by this river bridge. And we pulled off in there. And there was a mattress laying back at the dead end road, you know, and my buddy's just like, let's just set it on fire, which was a dumb idea. I was like, no, that's retarded. <laughs> I wrote this song. Way the sunset glistened off your frame. Cast me longing. Sweep you off your feet for the night. Honey, that'll be a dim, but I can't again try to steal you away from this place. I ain't that guy. We grew all around, start a mattress fire for you, and I had matches There's a wildfire band. Lifted if I could, morning rain in me. Honey on feet, take my hand and follow my lead. Picture, I actually can't catch your name. Fumbling my words from by. Englishman run out on the shore. Walk up, ask you for a light, take a rest of your night. That ain't me, but make sure we ponder. We grow around, start a mattress fire for you, and I had match desire. There's a wildfire band. There's 
more to it. I just forgot the rest. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah. job, though. Nice job. Nice yeah. job. Yeah, that was great. There's more to it. I just forgot. <laughs> when you when you write a song like that, Colton, like uh, how, how many times you got to go through it until you're dialed right in and you're not looking at a cheat sheet to to sing the lyrics? Uh, it it depends. Some songs I get down uh, a little bit quicker than others. Uh, some of them have a lot more to them, like a lot more guitar licks or uh, or lit the lyrics or crammed in they're not crammed in there but a lot more words and stuff um but it, it it ain't i guess it doesn't bother me anymore to just get up there and try to sing a new one and then just not get through it and say well shit sorry <laughs> well shit yeah. well when you put it like the well shit people understand right they they just get it like i said i've been playing a bunch of a bunch of gigs but the past it's probably two or three. I've, I've definitely been trying to play just all original tunes, maybe just one or two cover songs. And so I have had to use that old shit line quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to our PR gal, Casey Albert, this morning, Colton, and uh, she was telling me that you got, got something lined up tomorrow with the IMG Models Group. Is that correct? Am I going down yeah. the right path with that? Yeah, I do, actually. And, uh, I'm pretty excited about that. I was actually supposed to work with uh, the same, I believe her name's Faith. Yeah, Faith Lynch. Yeah, that's it. And I was I was supposed to work with her about a year ago the, in New York in 2020. And the PBR reached out to me about doing something, doing a video and, and playing with her. But they wanted us to sing that uh, that beat Cowboys that the PBRs. Yeah. And I just just couldn't do it. So I... <laughs> I uh, decided to pass. I had to pass. That sounds like another pod right there. We might have to dig into that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you seem to be a guy, Colton, that understands the importance of outside of the arena. You can see on your social medias with your your sponsors and and taking advantage of different opportunities while you're while you're in the sport and a young man where you're going to have a future for yourself after. Is that something that that you've learned from other guys in the sport, or is it something that you just try to tried to pick up on your own and just do the best you can to make sure that you're getting paid. I actually had to sit back and watch somebody else do it. I'm not good at social media at all. And I could honestly give a shit less about running my own. Um, but, you know, it, taking that day by day, the, the PBR is definitely a big tool. Or I'm, I'm taking advantage of the situation I'm in right now as far as the music goes. Yeah, good for you that you recognize that. And, um you know, you, you said something that if, if a young bull rider or entertainer can take away from this podcast that you just kind of sat back and watched. Um, you can learn so much today. Uh, and I really feel that in, in our industry and in, in professional bull riding, you know, if you just go and sit in the locker room, just watch and pay attention, you can pick up so much from, you know, the veteran guys that have maneuvered around this social media or, you know, you know, how to act away from the arena and, and obviously how you got to, you know, act and follow through with your actions in the arena. So I like that. That's, that's solid right there. Just, you know, you, you can just sit back and watch and learn and absorb, just be a sponge and take it all in. So Congrats to you, because obviously, Colton, something something has resonated with you being around, you know, the PBR the last couple of years and uh, um, 
just talking with you here, you, you, you obviously have a very bright future because you've got it figured out and that's part of it. You got to figure it out. Well, I appreciate it. And you're exactly right. You definitely got to figure it out. And it's, it's kind of like you say, or, or I've heard people say, you know, you can't, it's not something people can tell you how or tell you what to think and or or all, all the above all they want, but you know, it's something you get, or for me personally, I had to figure it out for myself and figure out, you know, how to, how to carry my, myself and, and all that and get out of my own way is really all I'm getting at. Yeah. That's a good line right there. Get out of my own way. As far as, you know, just how to act outside of the arena and all that, I, or even in the arena, I guess my dad, my dad kind of instilled that in me and, uh, he just always told me to not show any emotion inside, inside the arena. And then he always told me, to, you know, when I was a kid, you know, shut the fuck up when I was outside of the arena. But no, I, I love my dad to death and I appreciate the man he's, he's raised me to be and him and my mom both. If we would have known what kind of folks you had, we probably would ask to have them on. <laughs> Shit. Inside the arena and outside of the arena, the way you're talking where you don't show a whole bunch of emotion after a, after a 90 point ride, you know, that, of the ones that you've made and, and just normal rides, you just kind of do the walk out of the arena and, and that's all there is to it. You're always calm, cool and collected. It's a lot like an Owen Washburn and your size is very similar to an Owen Washburn <laughs> too. Is that somebody that, that you know, or look up to, or if not him, who do you kind of base that yeah. whole style off of? And that, I don't, that's, that's funny. You thought, or you said that, uh, I actually, I always thought Owen Washburn was cool, but I, I actually got to know him really well when I was about 17 and we remained friends um, up till now even. And uh, I always thought he was cool. And, but uh, like when I got to meet him and really know him, like he's just a smart ass, just like all of us. He was yeah, one and- of the guys I, I admired too. I remember back in the day, had him come up to Saskatoon as a champion from Billings one time and and uh, I'll never forget that was the first time I had um, had a significant player in the game come to a tour pro that I was producing and I remember I tried to roll out the red carpet for this guy and he was just so laid back he did I had him the fanciest room at the Ramada with the hot tub everything didn't even check into it you know he just (laughs) rolled in I think he took a six pace check because he had a, a bull that was just kind of not very good and Rolled out of town with his paycheck, you know. Thanks, man. And, uh, but I just remember, you know, he was an Acme guy, right? Acme boots, is that right? Yeah. Does anybody remember that? Yep. In the, yeah. yeah. yeah the but always shirt. dressed to the to the nines, man. He always always looked sharp, and uh, he was a long, tall drink of water. And and I and I did admire how he handled himself. I, I did. Golden guys like um, Trevor Kastner and, and Cody Whitney that you talk about when you're when you're hanging out in uh, Ada, Oklahoma, for those that know those guys, you guys, I'm, I'm sure I've hung around there a little bit too, back a, a long time ago now, but I know it's a pretty fun time around there. What, what, uh, are those still guys that you hang out with all the time or who's kind of your crew when you're, when you're at home? That, yes. I don't really get to hang out with them guys as much anymore. And, uh, you know, they've, they've all gotten a little older and I, I think growing up a little bit, uh, but I, I, I got to meet all those guys. So Cody Whitney lived about 12 miles from me when I was probably 13. Or I mean, probably my whole life. And I just didn't 
we didn't go over there and get on bull because he didn't have anything for me. But when I was about 13, I got to hang out with them, with them guys. And I met Brendan Eldred, um, other guys that were rodeoing with him then, Austin Ambrose, uh, Sam Wyatt. Yeah, those guys, those guys were wild back in the day. And I just hear stories. I never really got to witness it. I wasn't old enough. But uh, I still see Trevor and, and uh, Cody Whitney every now and then. But mainly my crew uh, when I'm home is uh, one of my best but best friends. Uh, his name's Hud Hunter. He doesn't ride bull. He used to ride bulls a long time ago. Uh, but I hang out with him most of the time. And then Brennan Eldred. Well, he must be a good friend because I've – texted him yesterday to get some dirt on you and he wouldn't give me fucking anything he wouldn't give me anything <laughs> like i can't do that to a man i can't do it I, oh you yeah so you got some good get some good buddies around there that's for sure well should we play uh you got one more for us one more tune for us yeah this is the first song i ever wrote it's called marlboro man uh it's for an old friend of mine made of steel and a heart made of gold if you don't know then I'll tell you so worked most his life but he partied all night whiskey by the gallon and cigarette light tough young hands and a young old man Wilder than hell And crazy as sin But the Marlboro man Was a good friend of mine And I'd give anything To go back in time To listen to stories And take some advice They say legends, they never die Smart ass the looks And he never gave a fuck About all your feelings like it was A good friend of mine And I'll never forget How we used to sit and talk cowboy life But the Marlboro man was a good friend of mine And I'd give anything to go back in time Listen to stories and take some advice They say the legends, they never die Whiskey and coke, Marlboro smoke, fill my memory when I think 
So where did you learn? Where did you learn your uh, to play the guitar? Did you did you learn all on your own, or did you take any lessons? Uh, no, it's all on my own uh, with with the help of friends. But just uh, I bought I bought one when I was eighteen at a pawn shop and started teaching myself. And then I guess I still teach myself. But you know, anytime somebody's around that I feel like it's better than me, watch and pick up something. That happens a lot. So. Hey, fellas, I think we should commission Colton to write us a theme song for the NFP podcast. Fucking right. Yeah. Scott knows my music career was cut real short, real fast. Um, but Thank I might God. Come, <laughs> I might be able to come up with a couple lines for our new song. Yeah, oh, that'd be good. I'm down. I'm down. Speaking of that, we won't hold you much longer here. We, we appreciate you coming on and playing these tunes, and hopefully we can promote you promote you more and keep the spotify views and apple music views going and uh hopefully that album and stuff goes well but scott has our our infamous question for you hey colton it was was a pleasure talking to you today and i'm inspired by your story and inspired by your vision and uh and uh you know you've been through some injury but i'm sure that's going to get all straightened out you're going to kick some world champion ass so uh this is the hashtag nfp podcast Uh, we know what that means to us uh, what does it mean to you, and what's your take on hashtag NFP? It means everything to me. Uh, actually, yeah, I got some merch. I would love some. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll get it, you some. Yep. It really does. Like, it, it means absolutely everything to me. Or I hope they think that as much as I do. I don't know, but my dad, he, he raised me. Uh, that there's only one rule. It's rule number one. You don't be a pussy. And so that's how I was raised. That's how I live. I don't know why anybody else live any different just world would be a world would be a better place if we all lived like that much <laughs> much better what's your what's your, what do you feel like is your is your is your top ride on tour you're 90 or for me bad beagle you're right on bad beagle always sticks out for me just because nobody really rode that bull but what stands out for you as of right now is, is your top ride on tour uh yeah um i do like that bad beagle ride a lot that i don't know that the 92 and three quarter or whatever or half when in Bismarck, that that one kind of stands out right now, just because that is my highest marked ride so far. That's the only one I can think of right now. That's Sky Harbor, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's got hashtag NFP theme song on his mind right now. That's what he's <laughs> thinking about, Tanner. Let's keep him focused. Yeah, that's Let's right. Keep him focused yeah. on that theme song. Yeah. Well, yeah, look what man. it did. Look what it did for Wayland's career. Duke's a hazard. Yeah. Good point. Hey. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. I can see this going a long way right here, fellas. I really can. All right, Colton. Well, we appreciate you joining the NFP podcast presented by 3D Entertainment.
Well, the sun is rising in the east And I'm heading north Cutting my teeth and cutting my own course well, I can go all day and I can go all night Run through the dark and the flames and pass the morning light Tired souls and memories fold at the hands of fate if I keep speaking to my grave, I'll be anything but late. Cause the ways I've kept keep me down on praying knees. Still, I try to escape these demons on my feet. So take me down, fill me up. Cause I'm running out of road. It's better to burn up than rust yourself shut Just as it is to fall in love rather than lust I can't seem to find a difference between the two Of course I've always tried to look through every point of view I've been breathing in flames Coughing up dust Lord help me cause the bottle's drying up Feeling out my pain for the first time in a while And all these emotions I've gathered in a pile I'm about to give in to the demons that I feel I can't drown them anymore cause they're convinced we're dead Hear my sound Turn me up Cause I'm belting from my soul And the bottle's drying up And I'm running